Welcome to the GC On Demand podcast, a show about people, about process, about technology, about community. It's great conversations with great technologists about things that matter to you, that matter to all of us. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit gcondemand.io for all of the show notes. And with that, let's get started. And here we are again. Welcome, everybody, to the GC On Demand podcast. My name is Eric Wright. Uh, you may know me as at Disco Posse on Twitter. I'm Disco Posse in the Green Circle community, which is where we host the uh, podcast, actually. So if you go to greencirclecommunity.com, uh, you can find a lot of content there, as well as just go to gcondemand.io, and uh, you can see all of the list of shows that we have. Today, I'm, I'm especially happy... I'm always especially happy. I've got such a great array of guests that we've been able to have on the podcast. And today is somebody whose voice you should know. If you've taken the Pluralsight course and you've learned anything about VMware, most likely this is the fellow who guided you through it. Amongst many of the things that uh, that he does uh, with work with actual tech media, with tons of great blogging, writing, everything uh, with that, I'd like to welcome to the show David Davis. David, if you want to introduce yourself, uh, tell us where we can find you online, Twitter, LinkedIn, et cetera, et cetera. And then uh, we're going to talk about learning today. It's a very important subject. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Eric. Uh, it's an honor to be on the show. Uh, you've got some really cool stuff going on over here, and, and it's just a real pleasure to be on with you. Um, uh, my name is David M. Davis. I am a partner at Actual Tech Media. Uh, we're a, a tech marketing company. Um, at actualtechmedia.com, but you know, for many years before that, I created video training for uh, TrainSignal, and then after that for Pluralsight.com, and that's where most of my training courses are today. Uh, there's over 50 courses, uh, I think, still on demand, uh, you know, streamable over at Pluralsight.com, um, and so that's that's kind of what I do, and that's that's who I am. I'm a, a seven-time V expert and a, a CCIE and a VMware certified professional as well. And that's, it's funny that we, we kind of forget about that. I'm going to go way back. Let's let's talk about CCIE for a second, if you don't mind, because obviously we're focused on virtualization and, you know, cloud and all these things, but, you know, networking has been, is still a huge core part. So when did you get your CCIE and, and how, what kind of brought you to, to doing that? Um, so for 15 years, I worked as uh, first like a, a system admin and a network admin, uh, and then later as an IT manager at a, a building materials company in Dallas, Texas. And uh, it was there that we, you know, we moved from mini computer to, you know, this is taking us like way back um, to, you know, kind of client server and, and terminal services and thin client computing. And we had about 80 remote sites and they wanted to deploy, you know, essentially Microsoft Office and a point of sale system to um, over 700, you know, remote, mostly remote employees. And so uh, we had to, you know, essentially build the WAN, you know, from the start. And so we, we used 3Com equipment and then later we converted everything to Cisco, uh, Cisco network infrastructure. And, and it was around um, 2000 that I started working on my Cisco stuff. And in 2002, I got my uh, CCIE uh, routing and switching certification, which wow. was uh, quite an adventure. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a. I mean, effectively, we always talk about it as being like the doctorate of networking, and it's a real 
if you think of the time that you did that, there weren't many resources to draw on because, you know, today we talk about, you know, train signal, which has then you know, become part of Pluralsight. And now Pluralsight has bought, uh, oh, goodness gracious, a handful of other great companies that have brought a lot of great content into that single platform. And there are others that have also popped up, you know, a Cloud Guru and Cloud Academy and all these different, you know, uh, resources. You know, how did you learn? When there was less to learn from, like what was the learning journey like for a CCIE, especially in that those two thousands type of era? Yeah, it was uh, it was interesting to say the least. I mean, so back when I first started, it was a, a two day exam, and the first day was essentially cabling everything. So it was all the physical connectivity. Um, of the infrastructure, you had a box of of cables they gave you there, and they gave you a diagram, and they said, you know, build this infrastructure on this rack, and you had a whole rack of routers and switches, and that was just your first day. And at the end of the day, they tested everything to make sure that, uh, you know, you had done that correctly, um, which you were supposed to do as part of the lab. Uh, and there was also such a huge backlog in the Cisco um, certification labs where you could go take these. Uh, really just in San Jose and um, Raleigh, uh, North Carolina and the U.S. Uh, for this two-day exam that I actually flew my first time to uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil uh, because I didn't want to wait nine to 12 months to take wow. the exam. Uh, so I flew to Brazil. <laughs> I took the exam. And unfortunately, on my first attempt, I didn't – at the end of the first day, if you don't do everything right, if you don't have a minimum score, uh, they say don't come back the second right. day. And that's what they told me. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so that was a bummer. Um, but then after that, I was, like, determined, you know. So I went back, and I took a two-week-long CCIE class um, that was two weeks and an enormous amount of money um, to to essentially, you know, try to learn everything that I needed to do. Uh, so it was very intense. And then after that, you know, when I, when I took the exam again uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina, I passed that time. And uh, so I... Uh, it, it, there weren't, like you said, there weren't a lot of uh, labs, you know, or, or video training. In fact, there was no video training courses at, at that time that I knew of. There was a few books, and there was a few like online labs that you could rent, just a couple, uh, for like $150 an hour. You could right. rent, you know, access to a lab. So yeah, things have changed tremendously, and I mean, the CC, CCIE numbers now are over 30,000. Last time I looked. Um, and, you know, I mean, Cisco has online virtual labs that I've heard run in OpenStack uh, or on top of OpenStack or with OpenStack. Um, but, yeah, there's just tons of, you know, virtual resources, and you can run Cisco lab, you know, Cisco routers virtually, you know, in your laptop. And so, yeah, thing, times have changed uh, for the better. <laughs> and one thing that we have in the same way that we have, you know, when people call it being – you know, data rich and information poor. I think one of the challenges that people have right now is there's so much learning, so many learning resources, but it's hard to hone in on, you know, what's an effective way to do it and, you know, what's the right area to go into. Because it's first, it's a personal journey in how you consume information. Some people do well with video, some people do well with audio, some people have to read, some people are tactile, they need to write things out as part of it. And also, choosing what's next. And I think that's, you know, learning about what we're already running is one thing. You know, your example, CCIE, you know, you were active in, in running a Cisco network. You know, it sort of, it made sense, obviously, to, to align with that. If you were to think about 
how to coach somebody to choosing what's the next place they should start learning. So someone comes to you, David, and they say, look, I'm a traditional, you know, server admin, Windows server, Active Directory, but like kind of what should I do next? What's advice that you give to somebody about, you know, where to, where to look? Yeah, I, and I mean, I get emails um, on LinkedIn and, and I mean, messages on LinkedIn and, and email messages, you know, very similar to that all the time. In some cases, it's even worse. It's like, I'm in college, uh, just getting started. I know next to nothing about IT. What's, I want to be a CCIE. What should I do? That's like, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you got a ways to go, first off. Yeah. Um, you know, so... Yeah, I think with so many different technologies today, it's always tough to choose. I mean, um, cloud computing is kind of you know hot. Um, DevOps and, and development, you know, is is a hot area. Um, you know, so yeah, it's always tough to choose what to do next. I I guess I would recommend people to you know dip their toes into a little bit of you know everything. And just see what strikes their fancy and, and what they have passion for, because you know, without passion, uh, if you're just told learn this, you know, you're, you're not going to do very well. But if you have passion and, and you're like, oh, this is really cool, and you get involved in a community, especially where you see other people, you know, like a study group or whether it's work or, or online. I've seen lots of great online, you know, study groups. Um, you know, you tend to do so much better, and you learn, I think, so much quicker. Um, you also talked about, you know, different ways to learn, which I think has always been interesting to me. You know, some there's tests that people can take to find out what type of learner you are. You know, do you do best at reading or or visual or hands-on? Um, and so, I, I personally, I've always been a, a very visual person, which I think is what drew me to, you know, video training. Is I wanted to see something. I don't want to just listen. And I don't want to just read. I want to see it, um, whether it's pictures or, you know, I would prefer to see the technology hands-on, someone actually doing what I'm going to do so I can see the process in my head and, and see the interface and see what to click and where to click and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah, there's different ways of learning and different people, you know, learn, learn differently. Um, which I think goes back to what you said today. There's so many different resources and, and ways to learn. Um, you have a lot of options. You just kind of kind of figure out what what you like the best and which way you learn the best. And and you really you you nailed something that I love to. It's a common message, right? Find a group of people with a common goal, right? This community, the community aspect of learning and everything we do is is great because especially in technology, whatever product or methodology or whatever it is you're trying to learn, there's a, probably a meetup about it. There's a user group of some manner. And a lot of times as well, the vendors, they're super happy to get you to learn their, their products because in a sense, you become a champion for them. And, and that's, that's very helpful. You know, if you if you were to look and say, like, as a as a vendor pick, so you know, you obviously you've done a ton of VMware training. Do you, as a a trainer on that, do you approach VMware to say, hey, look, I'm I'm looking to do training about your product. Do they help you? Do other vendors would they do the same thing? What's your experience been with training on behalf of uh, a vendor that has a, a pretty strong brand name? Um. I mean, interestingly enough, I've never gotten much help from from vendors. Um, 
but I don't know that I ever asked for much, you know, other than just uh, licenses to use in a lab to use the software. I think that's, of course, a tremendous help. Um, but more and more, the vendors uh, they they're starting to or they have caught on that hey, if you want people to use your technology, you have to build a community around it, and there needs to be easy ways to get access to that technology and try it, whether it's online, you know, through some virtual cloud access, or whether it's downloading it and, and trying it locally, um, and and then develop, you know, certification programs around that, which, you know, people talk about, like, the gamification of learning, you know, yeah. people want milestones and flags and trophies and awards or whatever it might be. Um, to show that they have learned something and, and feel like they have accomplished something. Um, so, you know, vendors have, I think, very smartly uh, built rather complex, in many cases, certification programs that are kind of that, that gamification where you start at this level and you build up to the expert level, um, kind of like the Cisco pyramid, you know, that I'm sure everyone has seen with the CCNA on the bottom and the CCIE on the top kind of yeah. thing. Now, it's funny we talk about like hands-on. I think that's probably one of the best things as well as, you know, getting access to licenses. Most of the companies, they'll give you a, a not-for-resale license or access to a lab. Touching it is is very important. I, I go back to when I took my MCSE and was like MCSE on Windows 2000. We actually had uh, a career uh, college that came in and they trained 14 people from my company. They actually came on site tw two days a week and we committed to this. And And it was a whole thing. You actually had to sign a thing saying that if you leave the company, you know, within a year of taking this, that you actually have to pay for the course because they were, they were investing in us as technologists to advance our learning. And so we had the difference and what I found was in the fact that we had good teachers that were teaching and they were great at teaching, but they weren't necessarily technologists. So it was, uh, we had an Active Directory troubleshooting class and they had a pre-built lab that was like all sorts of really cool PowerShell scripts and shell scripts that run to set up the Active Directory environment for the test. And it was funny, it didn't, there was something that went wrong. And so the the solution for the teacher, you, you know, no fault of their own, they said, okay, well, let's, I'm going to blow away the entire lab and we'll rebuild it from scratch with the scripts because I know that will work. And myself and another student said, you know, this is a troubleshooting class, right? Like we can probably, <laughs> maybe we should like step away from the curriculum for a second and let's, let's throw down. Like, let's just see if we can figure out what's really going on. And there was a little bit there and she was like, well, tell you what, you, you two go over and you do what you want to do. I'll keep working through the like the the book section, and then if we can't make any ground in a couple of hours, then we'll we'll do that. And during that time, you know, we we did nose to the grindstone kind of troubleshooting, and we actually figured out the problem. So for you, how important is the getting the hands on to match up to the visual stuff that you're pulling in? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's very important, certainly, for the person who's learning to have uh, labs and, and training that's that's realistic. I mean, I've been in classes where you have a book and you you have a, a lab, and it's like click here, then click here, then click here, and 30 minutes later it says, "Congrats, you finished." It's like, okay, what did I learn? I clicked a bunch of <laughs> yeah, stuff. That's right. I learned. But I don't really don't know what I did exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's very important to um, to show you know realistic environments. I mean, because even whether it's a Microsoft you know exam or a Cisco exam, when you go and take that, um, they're talking about real 
large, complex environments. I mean, Microsoft has the Contoso, you know, um, a company, fictitious company with, you know, 10,000, whatever it is, 50,000 employees, and yeah. it's just crazy, these massive, um, you know, scenarios they put you into, and a lot of times in a lab environment, it's it's difficult to simulate that or wrap your head around that if you've never been at a company that's that large. I mean, I was kind of in the same situation when I was doing my CCIE, was we had uh, 80 locations with just moderately, uh, you know, intermediate level uh, networking infrastructure with the most basic feature set. You know, we didn't want to make it overly complex and we didn't need that kind of stuff. And we didn't have the massive complex infrastructure that, that was on the exam. So I had to go out and find a place to you know, simulate that because I didn't want to charge all that infrastructure on my credit card to put in my lab. <laughs> That's right. Um, right. So, you know, but today I, I think uh, thankfully you know, like the Cisco Labs or uh, Microsoft's virtual lab environment or, you know, VMware's um, hands-on labs, uh, you know, they all have uh, rather complex uh, infrastructures you can gain access to easily or, or inexpensively um, to make it more realistic. But I encourage people, of course, when you're learning, um, don't just, you know, follow along in the book. Like you said, get get off course a little bit, break it, and try to fix it. And one of, I'll tell you one of my most popular Pluralsight courses that I, I need to redo, redo or update is vSphere troubleshooting um, because that's exactly what I did in that course. I went in and I, you know, okay, the host won't boot. What do you do? Um, or this this host is maxed out. And, you know, it's, it's uh, maxed out on CPU or memory resources. What do you do? How do you fix that? You know, um, it, which is a very difficult course actually to create. Uh, and so I don't. I, I know that's why there's a lot of times not a lot of uh, training out there, no matter what it is, you know, books or videos or even um, hands-on, you know, instructor-led training. There's not a lot of training that's that's like that because it's very difficult to first create that environment that's broken, so that someone can fix it. Um, but that's what people learn, you know, on the job, and that's what you have to fix, you know, on the job is the unexpected, the troubleshooting, things that go wrong. Um, so it, it's an important skill. I think that's where the peer opportunities become very important in attaching yourself to community, having done a lot of PowerShell stuff in the past. Uh, and it's funny, yet to date, it, like on my personal blog, it's these like the top 10 articles every day are like, PowerShell stuff from 2010 to 2012. It's it's stuff that's always people are like, oh, how do I solve this problem? You know, and you realize that there aren't that many resources for something for admins. You know, troubleshooting. Uh, you know, scripting for admins. We get a lot of like, here's how you you know do a get for a PowerShell object, and here's how you take it and you format it into a table. Congratulations, you know, and that's it. That's the kind of as far as you ever get. And it becomes use case driven stuff, which is really, really important. And and you really do a great job of that, in especially in that troubleshooting course. Like here, here's a defined use case. Here's how we work with it. Because like you said, clicking through it, it's like saying that I I bought IKEA furniture and I followed the instructions. So therefore, I'm a furniture maker. <laughs> <laughs> right. So David, right. how do you how do you, people think about use cases maybe that are larger than the environment they're in like what are if you were to how did you think bigger than you needed to be able to act in your daytime in order to get ccie and like if you're running a shop that has 15 hosts 
how do you think about a 200 host environment? What's what's your advice for folks that want to kind of think bigger? Yeah, I mean, today there might be, uh, or I should say, there are opportunities, you know, to, to simulate that stuff. You know, far easier than ever before, um, where you can bring up, you know, if you want to, 50 routers, let's say, and and you can configure, you know, routing and troubleshoot routing problems, you know, between them. Um, but I mean, if somebody doesn't have access to all that, you can, you know, try to do what you can do, you know, in your in your own lab. Um, I think you know reading uh, community posts and reading you know there's today there's like troubleshooting guides like the vSphere troubleshooting guide um, where you can kind of dig into some of these problems and try to you know wrap your head around you know what would I do in in that situation how would I solve that you know type of problem um, so I think that's a very uh, you know important skill to have is that troubleshooting I mean I'm always uh, surprised I think because uh, I get kind of in my own little technology bubble you know talking to to peers, uh, how many new people you know there are out there? Um, I mean, I just published my my Pluralsight uh, vSphere 6 Foundations course uh, series of courses, which is eight courses, and the usage of the or the the viewership of the install uh, ESXi and the install vCenter course is like a hundred times more greater than all the other you know seven courses in the whole series. People just want to know how to how to get started, yeah. um, and I get questions, you know, all the time of, okay, how do I? I just want to, you know, get a VMware certification. I don't know anything about it. How do I get started? Kind of thing. So, um, kind of like that Cisco CCNA, you know, pyramid where th there's a huge foundation on the bottom, and it goes all the way up to that peak at the top with the CCIE. It's always easy for me to forget the the masses of people who are really still getting started. You know, still getting started in virtualization, still getting started, you know, with VMware, and you know, when when I write a blog post, I think, oh, I want to impress the Eric Wrights of the world and and try to teach teach him the one thing he hasn't learned yet. Um, <laughs> but but there's still you know millions of people out there who just want to know what is what the heck is a hypervisor, and and how does it help me, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I love that you're you've got that that right attitude of remembering that there's there's always a I say there's always a freshman class, right? No matter how many times you see people go on to their doctorate, there's another whole batch of folks that are coming into it whether they're aging into that because they're coming out of college, coming out of high school, whatever and they're becoming interested in technology. But there's this assumption that we all you know grow old. I still listen to music that's in the top hundred, you know, even though it's new all the time, because it also reminds me that, hey, if I only ever listen to the music that I grew up with, then I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> One day he's like still wearing a concert shirt from, you know, 87. And they'll be like, wow, you're weird. You know, like always remind ourselves that while we've evolved together in our age group and in our, you know, level of learning, that there's always new people. And Talk about teaching and how it helps you to learn, because I think that's an important thing that we should all do as technologists: is share, you know, reach reach out to folks in the community and say, "Hey, let's learn together." Because teaching is a huge learning thing for me. And how has that helped you? Yeah, um, you know, I guess I'll share a little bit of a little story. Um, I was never a, a a happy speaker, a comfortable speaker. I didn't want to talk in front of anybody, much less stand up there and teach anybody for an hour or two. Um, 
So I took my company uh, had the opportunity to go to a speech course, and uh, you could take that course as many times as you want. They said until you know you were satisfied. I took that course three times. My boss is like, "What? You're going back to that course again?" I'm like, "Yeah, I want to go back to that that's public speaking course again." He's like, "Fine, go again." So I took it three times, and each time they videotape you, you know, giving some presentation. Then you have to painfully watch it. It was horribly painful for me. Um, but every time I, I learned something, and then uh, there was a community college next to my office, and they wanted technology instructors. So I started teaching over there at the community college, um, and that was, you know, I think the best medicine, you know, for me ever um, was to teach. Whether I liked it or not, I had a class full of people I had to go to every night, well not every night, you know, a couple nights a week after work um, and teach them. Actually, it was intensive, like four hour long classes. Oh, wow. Uh, they only took the class once a week. So it was like from 6 to 10 p.m. Um, but it was cool stuff. I mean, I got to teach people Cisco CCNA, you know, IT uh, infrastructure theory and, you know, all kinds of stuff. And the students were just passionate and, and love to learn and so through that you know I taught people uh, TCP IP subnetting on the whiteboard and everything and like you said it it reinforced everything you know in my mind and made me a better public speaker a better uh, you know remember all this stuff and be able to regurgitate it later um, so yeah like you said teaching is the best learning method um, which I think is why you know like YouTube videos are, are so great I don't care who it comes from uh, if they many times um, they can't even speak English and they put like subtitles on the bottom of what they're doing. Yeah. You know, I love these people who are like sharing. Hey, I I learned how to install ESXi and look, I'm posting it on YouTube and they're sharing with the world for other people to watch. And in many cases, you know, I've learned stuff. You know, from somebody's just obscure video they wanted to post or blog post they they did um, on some blog I've never heard of, but I just happened to find through Google. Um, or, or through you know a lot of other resources which we can talk about um, you know how they how they did what they did and even though I've been in IT the IT industry for 20 years or more you know I still learned from somebody on the other side of the world who posted some little blog on how they fixed some little problem it's really cool and that's a perfect lead into where I want to close this out we've stood in our last few minutes you know no pressure. In four minutes, tell me the best. You know, <laughs> what are good resources? Where are places that people can go that you would recommend that are, are helpful to, to get their learning journey started and maybe even for like intermediate and advanced learners as well? Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, this is like a whole nother topic, but real quick, it's it's important to have try to balance your day. Um, I know you know this, you know, gets get some exercise uh, get some time for learning, you know, personal development. And so many times we get involved in what we're doing at work, oh, this project's so important, we stop learning. And so I think it's always important to, you know, force yourself uh, to keep learning in some way. So, you know, how do you learn? Um, VMware's, you know, like V12N uh, blog aggregator, I think is kind of a, a good uh, single place uh, to go to because it aggregates a lot of, you know, blogs. Um, Eric Siebert, you know, he just posted the um, VBlog um, awards, you know, yeah. best blogs of 2016. And the cool thing I noticed on there is the, uh, the list of the blogs, I, you know, they're ranking. I don't, 
I don't care so much about, but every one of those blogs is a hyperlink. And so you just click on every one of them and you can go down and you know, half of them I've never even heard of. And so uh, it's really interesting to go learn what these people are, are posting and who they are. You can click on the About Me page and meet so many other people, you know, in the community um, and learn about them just, just through their blogs and through that. Um, at, at Actual Tech Media, you know, we've been publishing a lot of free books um, called Guerrilla Guides and, and other other names like that, but you know they're kind of entry level uh, overview um, infrastructure type you know, resources around storage and virtualization and and um, uh, the performance and things like that. Um, we've also been running a series of events called Megacasts, which uh, certainly um, are vendor presentations. But I I think I learned something from you know every vendor on there. I think that's why the audience keeps coming back to learn. Uh, what these different vendors are doing, their different approaches to solving real problems, you know, out in out in real IT infrastructures. Um, of course, Pluralsight.com. I think it's a great great way to learn. It's like the Netflix of of IT professional training. Um, so you can go there, and for a simple, I think it's 29 bucks a month, something like that. Um, you can watch all the video training you want to watch, uh, and you can even download it on your iPad or iPhone or iAndroid and and watch it, you know, offline on the train or plane or whatever. And so I've learned actually a lot from even just watching other people's courses, jumping into things I don't even know what they are. Um, they have courses on time management and presentation skills and, you know, how to run a business and um, and then of course the tons of development courses and graphics courses and then, you know, virtualization courses like like what most of mine are. Yeah. So. It's a great way to learn, uh, and then of course conferences. You know, VMworld, uh, VMware user group meetings. I just went to OpenStack Summit and watched you uh, present on Couch to OpenStack, and the the room was packed. You know, uh, again, a very fundamental entry level getting started type thing, and it was it was great to see just tons of people show up. You know, at a conference like OpenStack Summit, you would assume well, everybody knows OpenStack already. That's right. That's wrong. Wrong, you know, the room was packed. They wanted just they came to get started with OpenStack. So um, yeah, lots of great resources out there. Um, just just always, you know, try to keep yourself uh, pushing yourself to learn more and more and get out of your your comfort zone. Yeah, and the beauty part is if, is going out and and you've been very good about like you said you you know people chat with you on LinkedIn, email through stuff with actual actual tech and through plural sites, comments, like there's lots of ways to reach out to to the folks that are instructors and that are peers, you know, at that this level. So, you know, I encourage everybody, you know, go to plural site, watch a course, send a comment, like everybody's got access to these people. There's nothing there's no, it's not like the previous days where like you have a university prof who walks in, reads from their book that they publish, and they charge $300 a person and make it mandatory for the course, and then they leave you know, one minute before the close of the bell, and you, you hear nothing from them otherwise, and they use TAs. Like these are – we are technologists who love to learn from the community as well, and it's, it's important to – you know. Reach out. Never be afraid to drop by and say hi, and especially you know at VMugs and and at conferences. And you know, it's not this sort of this separation that you're like, oh, the person's on stage, therefore I will never talk to them. Like, no, you know, walk to the stage 
and ask a question because people we're peers. No one is different. We are just a large peer group. And some of us maybe read a little more and did a little more. And we're sharing that story backwards, which is really, really cool. Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I want to I want to talk a little bit about actual tech. Uh, you know, we're going to go into a little couple minutes of overtime because I, I really like the work that you guys are doing over there. Uh, so the team at actual tech, obviously yourself, uh, Scott Lowe, other Scott Lowe, as people may know him on Twitter, uh, Jordy, uh, Jordy Carswell. He's like the, he's like the, the, the quiet third party amongst it, but Jordy's a phenomenal person and, and great resource. And, and of course, James Green, you know, bringing James on another a phenomenal community contributor, you know, how's it been, you know, building your own team like this since, and, and bringing your style into companies because I think everybody's benefited that have participated in the mega cast and have participated in the gorilla guide series. It's, it's great. And I'm encouraged by the fact that we are like, you're my peer group. I, I love watching you succeed. So how's it, how's it feel and, and what's kind of next for actual tech? <laughs> um, well, you know, one of the things we're trying to do different is um, help companies to uh, lead their their technology marketing, I guess, uh, with education. Um, you know, trying to first educate the companies that the best way to get people to learn about their product is first by teaching them something. You know, teach them uh, about the technology, teach them about the different challenges, you know, with technology, and teach them uh, about how their product helps to solve, you know, real world problems. And of course, that's different, you know, for for every company. But uh, instead of just the same old marketing stuff, you know, hey, win an iPad, come see this. Um, you know, we we try to help companies lead, you know, with by education. And uh, I think the community benefits, you know, so much more, you know, through education than than traditional those other ways. Um, so you know, we. Try to encourage that on the megacast. Um, the the book series we've been trying to do, we've been trying to keep them primarily primarily focused on education. What's the problem, and and what's the solution or solutions, you know, to these types of you know IT problems? Um, and that's yeah, like you said, why we brought James Green on. He's written about that. He's been a consultant uh, for many years and has solved and seen you know many different problems. Um, we've also been doing a lot of you know video interviews and a lot of um, uh, surveys of, of end users out there to um, you know analyze and then present you know to the world for for download um, what real industries are doing out there what are their problems what are their challenges what solutions are they implementing what's worked and what hasn't worked and try to learn from them you know as well and and hopefully help everyone you know all the way around so it's been good you know building the company we've been in business now for uh, I guess three years now and and over time the events and the the downloads of our book series have, you know, just been increasing and increasing, and uh, we're trying to do more conferences, you know, with VMworld coming up, trying to cover the conference and do a lot of video interviews and, and things like that. Um, so it's been a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Definitely, uh, I highly recommend anyone to go, of course, to actualtechmedia.com, are we, is it at? Uh, that is our, yeah, our company website. We're blogging at actualtech.io. Uh, 
Um, and then also our Megacast events are at megacast.io. Right. Yeah. So that's the that's the the fun one to to get involved with. And again, you know, kudos to the approach you've taken. Where I love it. It's, it's real real technologists. You know, sharing real educational information about technology and about solving business use cases. And you know, God bless all the people that are founders and they've got amazing stories. And that's fun to learn, but the real way to get your get your product noticed and get your community your company noticed is to go to the community with education and we say it over and over again as as vmugs you know the successful vmug presenters have always been here's some really cool stuff that we're doing with technology and here's why we're doing it and it's you know we love the founder story but we don't need to hear because at this point we've we started to say we get it. You've worked at Google, right? Like everybody was like from Google, from VMware, from whatever. And like I said, not to detract from the importance of that, but the way to really get yourself out there and and to grow that community is just with good old fashioned peer level education. People dig it and, and it's going to get huge success. And so there you go. Go to Actual Tech and sign them on because they're they're a great team to help you to, to spread that message. Awesome. Thanks so much, Eric. Um, and also, I want to point out, I mean, podcasts like this one uh, are, gr- are great ways to do education. And I've also been doing, um, bringing back, really, uh, a long-time running podcast, the VChat, uh, where we interview technology people uh, in, on video. Uh, it's a little scary sometimes, but, but no, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. So, yeah, podcasts are a great way to learn. This one, the VMware Community Podcast. Um, and uh, many others out there. Yep, and again, so Eric Siebert's got a great thing. So if you go to vsphere-land.com, he's got his top V blogs list. Uh, and yeah, like you said, there's podcasts on there. There's regular blogs there, and they touch not it's not just VMware stuff. They're they're delving into cloud containers, OpenStack, you name it. Uh, so many great resources. And David, thank you for, for coming on today. You're, you've been an important part of my personal learning journey and, and inspired a lot of things that I've done through following the way that you've done it. So uh, it's, it's great to be able to have a chance to, to be able to share a mic with you. Uh, it's an honor to be among your peer group uh, in the community. Thanks so much, Eric. I've learned a lot from you over the years as well. So thanks for having me on and thanks everyone for joining us today. Excellent. If you like what you heard here and want to hear much more, don't forget to subscribe to the GC On Demand podcast. You can go to gcondemand.io where you'll find the links in order to catch us in iTunes, Stitcher, the Google Play Store, and more. So go to gcondemand.io. Don't forget to rate us in your podcaster of choice and look for much, much more. Have a show idea? Tweet us at GC On Demand. Thanks for listening.